Hi everybody and welcome to this episode of the NL Sales Podcast. I'm delighted to have you all along this early on in the comments. It's already Flan, Alistair, Ryan, Kelly, Gibson, Ken, good to see you on this early. I'm joined by Willie. How you doing, buddy? Very well, mate. Very well. Bit of a sore throat, like I said, when coming in. It's that season where everybody's getting bugs and that, but uh, I'm uh, good. The World Cup's on. It's four games a day yeah. to keep me going. I don't the, the fake cup, as some people like to call it as well. That, that World Cup, it's, it's crazy. But some good games, I don't know. I know at the moment, obviously, the big ones, England and USA, and people obviously keep us in touch in, in the comments here of the score. It's still in the leaps when I had it on there and turned it off. So who who's hoping here for a USA result? I think we all are. Have you enjoyed it so far, the World Cup? Have you actually got up for it? I know people have been saying, like, before it started, it's... it was like, oh, I'm not even up for it or that yet. Have you, have you started to enjoy it or that? Or... I mean, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed some games to be honest with you. Like, I mean, obviously Spain, they, they, the nice match Costa Rica. That's right. So they did, and then you, you get the upset Saudi Arabia beating um, Argentina two one and stuff. It's it's good for that, like, but I just still I, I can't get on board with the whole nature of it and the time of year it's at and messed up That's the season. Strange, obviously, what's dictated that's money they've paid. Aye. Bit more or less to get this over in their country to kind of showcase what they're all about, but more and more stuff keeps coming to the fore, like the LGBTQ rights and all that type of stuff. That the one uh, associations displaying that on their shirts and all, which again is a it's a shambles to be honest. And I, I watch. They like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> when I'm home from work and I watch the games and stuff, it's just it kind of it's just a a time filler really. I'm I'm not really buzzing for it. Like I I was happy to see Japan beat Germany two one. They're very young Maeda. Started up front and I thought he done. I thought he done quite well in the game and the striker after him. What a second goal, by the way! Just the touch and the bang that on the top of the roof and that pass Neuer. That's no easy feat. Good. Um, have a wee bit of interest in Japan, obviously because of Sadly's connections. But apart from that, I mean, you, you look at the Aussie Australians getting absolutely ragdolled by France. <laughs> ragdolled our Mister Aaron Moy in the middle of the park couldn't control the ship. It was it was terrible. <laughs> like you know, like, it was shambolic. But are you enjoying it? Like I, I just don't feel it. Like. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't too excited about it when it like on the build up to it. But now that it's on, I'm loving it. I a couple of days working from home this week and just had it on in the background when I was working away. Uh, aye, I've I've enjoyed it. A couple of good games. I thought Portugal game last night was good in that as well. But I know you've got to talk about. I think Monday's podcast is going to be a bit of aye, uh, about the World Cup and stuff. So yeah, uh, uh, aye. But no, I've enjoyed it, man. Yeah, it's just a shame the time of the year, I think. And oh. I think it's, to be fair to you, I think we just love talking about the Celtic. And anything oh. comes a, a far second that. And we'll get stuck right into the Celtic, to be fair. I mean, it has been a while. We've done three rewinds or spin offs in a row, which isn't like us, but they've been fun to do. And I think it's fair to say, Willie, that the last one, or worst, <laughs> Nopes 11, caused quite the stir on Twitter. Like, it's, I was looking at the comments and it was, I kept going, I kept going. And I was like, that's going to stop. You get, yeah, you get you get you get comments coming in yeah, <laughs> later on today as well. But you you look back on it, and, I mean, we're no experts. It was just a laugh, and we, we interacted with people who were in the comments and stuff. And I've I've took a lot of heat for the Efren Juarez one, but I still <laughs> I still stand by that because he was four point four million pounds, came from a great World Cup, and he wasn't great for us. And he could play it right back, which is known by everybody now because I kind of had to point it out a million fucking times. But I I stuck in there and. <laughs> You know, I think that's the thing about it, mate. On the actual podcast, we said we said that like you can take it in a, in different ways. It can be like 
a big names came to the club and it's not worked out. It could be a big transfer fee and you think it's not worked out. It could be that it was a small transfer fee, but they were just absolute shite. And it's just how people interpret mm. it. And that's what was really interesting about it. It was, it was a good laugh. And there's been mega, mega debate on Twitter. Uh, oh. I've not seen any of, tw- any of your Twitter page go like that ever before. So uh, it was a bit of fun. A uh, few more spin-offs coming up, which I think will create a bit more debate as well. So yeah. aye, it's been good. It's been good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was just it was mental to see all the, the retweets and all. <laughs> I was reading some of the the quote tweets. It was like uh Ephraim is in, in this eleven. Have you ever watched football, Milton? <laughs> all that type of stuff. It's, it's, I find that a hilarious to me. I'll argue with anybody about my selections. Like, and I think you even said it. You notice a trend. I was going for the high value signings that didn't really meet up to the expectations. And that's what I was kind of going aiming for. Obviously, Anthony. Brung in a, a couple of amazing shouts. We all kind of formed a team at the end. It was just a, it was a great laugh. I mean, everyone got involved, and the comments are buzzing. And as, as we said, their social media is still buzzing. But we'll crack into the the Celtic stuff, and we had our very own World Cup trip down under to Ange's homecoming in the middle of all this chaos and between Qatar and Celtic players going international duty. We managed to fit in a trip to Sydney for Ange Postecoglou's homecoming. I mean, let's be fair here, like. Apart from the the scale of the audience and the scale of the support over there, it was a bit of a, a dampener to be fair. Like we did obviously go over and get the results that we thought we, we probably would have got, but again, it's kind of a, increasing the exposure of Celtic, which we'll we'll come on to later in the podcast. But we'll start with the first game, and that was Sydney when we got beat two one. I mean, I thought I said in the group chat. I think we all watched it, didn't we? I think most of us watched it. Pretty much, and I said. I said in the group chat they, they were a cracking team. They give everything to that game and they were playing that like a full-on league game whatever they would have played in the A-League. And I thought the second goal for them, Burgess, was was top oh, quality, okay. the way he does fizz the past Segrist. And yeah, it was just, yeah. I mean, the game itself, it was great to see the stands basically full and the support and the adulation past the Colby gets. And you see before these games, Willie, really, all the snippets from the Paramount television over there of him and his uh, team talks of Australia, team talks with uh, Brisbane Roar and off his rocker in that in that meeting room and he smashes the TV screen and you kind of get to know more about the man who manages your football club and the fun for that it, it was brilliant and I mean I want to talk about the lineup here we're in with Segrist Burnaby Starfelt Welsh Ralston Abelgard Idaguchi Forrest Turnbull Kyogo and Leila Bada who started that game we'll talk about some of these fringe players well it's a interesting obviously revelations coming into the transfer kind of market at the moment, which we'll come on to, is quite interesting to see where some of the future lies of these certain players. But what what did you think of the game overall before we go into individual performance against Sydney? It's as much like you said, mate, just very disappointing. Um, we went over there and you said the fans turned out in, their, in droves. Yeah. It was great to see that. And another thing, I don't know if you like to follow all the social media, but um, the, the whole squad was just out and about <laughs> that wouldn't be all right, yeah. Um, oh, the whole squad oh, yeah. was out and about mingling with all the fans in the streets and stuff like that as well. I just thought that was a lovely touch. But um, the football was, oh, was more than disappointing. It was as if the boys were oh. actually thinking they're actually on their holidays. I think Ange did as much himself at the end of it after the first game. I've not seen any um, interview after the, the Everton game yet, but um, after the Sydney game, you could tell he was not happy at all. Um, I mean, it is a glorified friendly, and I think the boys kind of treated it like that. I don't think there was much impotence or no urgency. And um, I think we made. I think I think they're a decent side. 
I wouldn't go as far as saying they were they were um, very good or I think we made them look a, a, a bit better than they were but it was a cracking finish for their second goal mm-hmm. and by the way they could have had three or four in that first half against us yeah. they didn't look great at the back and uh, <laughs> touching on the French players I know you were. I was. Ex- I was ex- really excited because I've been screaming for. You know, we keep talking about when Carmack got injured. Um, <laughs> seen, uh, when Carmack got injured, about, about needing another number six, and I know like, at the time, obviously, Aurelie hadn't shown in that position where she has done now. But we were all screaming about where's Abelgard or um, either Gucci. So I was really excited to see they two and. I think the two of them are probably the, mo- the two most disappointing in the, in the whole team that yeah. first half. So it was a shame. Um, but, the, I mean, that's the, that's probably the reason why the gaffers not had them in the team up until now. Well, I mean, if you're going over to the, the gaffers' homecoming and you put in performances like that, it's not going to bode well for the rest of your time at Celtic, to be fair. And I just want to address uh, one thing here. Monty, you big fruitcake. Yes, my Christmas tree is behind me. I'll take it over to where you live and shove up your arse. He's not, like, he's, he's not got over that at all, is he? Yeah, no, it's his Christmas tree. <laughs> it's Christmas, it's time to be happy. We're top of the tree. We love it, Sally's top of the league, though, man. Big screw, um, man. Big, big screw, 100%, Monty. Come on, get with the spirit here. I mean, we're all happy, we're all cheery. But <clears throat> in, in regards to what you said there about the French players and Idiguchi for me was non-existent. Aye. Non-existent. Listen, I don't know what uh, you and, thought. And d- like seeing the preseason when we seen him, we seen him a couple of games preseason, and I thought because I think he played in the number eight in preseason, and he actually looked tasty. But um, I don't know what you thought. What did you think about him? But he was fucking horrendous, wasn't he? Oh man. See, I know he got moved up one for Abelgard to play the the deep lamb role, but like likes of uh, O'Reilly or Carmack would do for us. But it didn't work at all. And one thing that was noticeable was Sydney just ran over the midfield. There was no control, there was no cohesion. In terms of spirit or like that type of stuff, Turnbull for me played well. For Turnbull had an alright game. Thought he was like in the play, had a couple of shots from outside the box and things like that, trying to get things going. But in a good a strange one. And if you go way back to when we first signed him, he was one of the ones that had the biggest hype of what he could do. I yeah. remember Dan Orowitz was telling us before when we had him on in regards to obviously Hatate and Kyogo and, and uh, Dyson as well, but he was the m- most experienced in them. He's already played abroad. Didn't work out, but he's come back stronger and better. And it just looks like Willie from the outside, he's he's not really bedding in. And what's the best I option? Jenkins just to... not... Jenkins not got, like... Because he doesn't seem like he's taken to the club like the other guys have. Jenkins, the culture, do you think he's moving moving across the, the world? Uh, and as a, like I said, a different culture. Do you think he's just no? He's no right well, man. If, and that's if you play like the numbers game. If you sign four players from the same league in one window, there's going to be one of them players who might not live up the expectations. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, it looks like Edigutsi's going to be that type of player. Um, <clears throat> and I was disappointed because the, the, when Messina came into the team before he got injured against Alloa, he looked all right. He could play the ball. He was good at long balls. He could take the ball in tight spaces. What we expect of an Ange Postecoglou team, but he, he just hasn't worked. And, and he moved up when he looked out of his depth. He wasn't quick enough. He wasn't strong enough in the tackle. The amount of times he tried to play a pass and pass it to one of their players. And and uh, Alistair came in there said no, no overreaction. We're not overreacting. We're just merely going off the the performance and the French players to be fair, Alistair to see what maybe is the future for these guys. And 
and you mentioned Abelgard. It's is it a case that we take him alone for a favour because at the moment he just isn't great. And he came on that European game and he looked all right. He did when he had to come on like out of the cold. He was breaking up the play and then he came in for fits and starts again. But it just hasn't impressed. What what's your opinion of him as well so far? I don't know, man. It's a difficult because it's 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 really hard to. It's really trying. It's really difficult to try and show what you can do, and because he's only getting like five ten minutes a game uh, when he's coming on, mm-hmm. and especially in his position, I think it's especially tough to show what you can do. If you're a striker and you get ten minutes and you score a goal, you're the best thing since sliced bread. He's just he's meant to play the easy pass and win the ball back. He uh, looks very tall and athletic, but I mean, it's really difficult to judge him on. Like I say, only seeing. 10 minutes a game but um, I mean the gaffer said before they went away that uh, we're going to see the best of them in the second half of the season so I've um, so. <laughs> not seen much not seen much yet so but um, yeah I was I was really dis- well I was really disappointed in the whole uh, the, the whole performance by everybody not just um, not just they two but they I I think it's maybe because I was excited about because everybody else that we've seen has pretty much been part of the rotation this year. Like Sir Burnley, mm-hmm. he's, he's had he's had a fair bit of game time. We know what Alston can do. Um, we know what Welsh can come in and do a job. Like Sir Turnbull is very good and can get in and, and rotate around the rotating. What's this? That's interesting. That's a great point to be fair. Aye. Um, yeah. I, and I, all the other guys have all been part of the rotation, and these two were the two that have um, have not really been able to show show what they can do this season. They've not been part of the rotation. Uh, either Gucci, I'd be surprised if he's had even half an hour of minutes this whole season. Yeah. Uh, and like I say, Abogad gets the last five ten minutes of a game. So they, I think maybe that's why these two stood out because I was expect I was wanting to see what they can what they could do and. Um, sadly, they didn't deliver in that game anyway. No, they definitely didn't. And McGrand is in the comments here. Hi, boys. It was terrible when he told players for cross balls were coming in. And it was wee buns to the opposition. They were crap. Very straight to the point. I can also <laughs> say as well, it's McGrand's birthday this weekend. So many happy birthdays. Oh, happy birthday, he's, only, he's, only, he's only coming 21. Incredible. Is he? Rewinds. Rewinds. <laughs> you get it? Endless health rewinds. But I, I was much in the agreement there of a what Patrick said in terms of get them off the ways, Bill. You look at Abelgard, you look at McCarthy, and Nidiguti. In reality, what, what did it really do? Come, apart from coming on, maybe five, as you said, five to ten minutes. And you you look at that, and you're like, you're probably paying about twenty five grand a week for McCarthy alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a four year contract for absolute nothing. Yeah, Abelgard's unknown. Can you terminate that deal early? And maybe are we being harsh on these players? And, and I know it was, um, I know it was a, a glamorized friendly, but. Well, I mean, you're coming in, and you should be a bit, a bit like g'd up that the managers give you the first game of his homecoming. Yep. Do I mean to kind of put that impression of what he does for Celtic, and then you see that? Do you know what I mean? I know just that. Yeah, like I said, they've had very limited minutes. You think they would? Uh, you think they would want to show what they're made of? And I, they just didn't perform, unfortunately. But I, I know what you're saying about maybe bringing somebody else in. I totally forgot about McCarthy. Did he even go over? Just didn't he? <laughs> Did he even play in the minutes? I totally no, forgot. Don't, don't, Honestly, I, I don't know. He, he, had he, he was injured. He's injured. Is he? Again, shock. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> um, I think we've got a proper nucleus, uh, like a proper, proper good spine 
in the nucleus of your squad uh, at the moment. I think, and I think the manager said it in the interviews as well. I think they just need to trim a few. Mm. Um, and I think it's more about. I mean, his first season was it was. Yes, it was obviously quality we needed, but it was more about quantity and just getting bodies in. Whereas now we've got a fantastic squad. It's just about trimming and bringing quality, top quality now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and obviously the moves already. I see a lot of comments about a few, to be fair, said about Victor Wanyama. Coming in, maybe being that kind of linchpin. I, 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 don't, I, I wouldn't want him back, to be fair. Again, it's another case of he's in his what thirty-one now. He'd be <coughs> so effectively for me. Uh, he's past his best. I get the whole obviously sentimentality type things. He was a great player in the past, but right, necessarily but that was the same with McCarthy. It's exact same with McCarthy. Ah, but he wasn't a great player. Else, he was a great player before. Ah, uh, yeah, no, but he was a top top player. But he was always linked to us, and he was obviously a big Celtic fan. So it, it seems like a whole sentimental thing. I totally agree with what you're saying with Vanyama. I think it's the same yeah. with McCarthy. It was more a like a. A signing with a heart rather than the head. Um, yeah. And I think definitely Wanyama's, wasn't an unsigned one. Wanyama's, no. I yeah. think they pretty much, I think Hart and McCarthy pretty much signed the same week as the gaffer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, aye, I don't think they were his, but I, I, Monty's bang on Wanyama's time has, has been. Um, and I don't, I don't think I'd be going back. Tell you who I'd be getting, Cammy Devlin. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> he can't even get in that shite England, uh, that shite Australia team you're talking about, the Moyes. Hey, listen, on the bench, they said them in the embarrassment of being like Moy, being on that game, like, it was a shambles. <laughs> but let's touch upon a few players that I think impressed in that game. I thought Burnaby, and another one for me, Willie, I thought he was played well. I know he, he hit the shot and it deflected off Kugel, but let's give him, give him the assist at least. Aye. You know, Kugel was so quick to celebrate that goal, like he just smashed it in from 30 yards. He was like, yeah. It took Burnaby a wee second to realise. He was like, but I thought Burnaby for me has come on the game. And I can really see him and Taylor having a, a, a crack here for number one. And again, I know that we all know Greg Taylor's the established guy. And he, he will be for the foreseeable months, but it's good to have a player like him behind him, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. Like, um, I think I think Taylor suffered in the last couple of seasons because there was nobody to come in, um, <laughs> um, and he was playing every minute, every game. Uh, Bernabe's, uh, yeah, he looks, he looks tasty. Young young guy, obviously still learning his trade. Mm-hmm. I think he's, I think he's great going forward. He's very good technically. I think he's he's definitely ideal for the inverted wing back that uh, Ange likes to play. And ideal. <laughs> um, it looks looks really really good going forward. He's got one day left foot. I know I mind mm. reading that before he came in about how he can. He's he's got good cross and and the rest. Of it. He obviously needs to do a bit of work coming back the way I think defending. But yeah. um, you'll learn that in time. He's still a young boy and he's he's obviously the understudy. So yeah, really really positive with with Burnaby. I've I've liked I've liked a lot of what I've seen him this season. Uh, this season. Well, I mean, to be fair, after the stuff that happened earlier in the season, with a whole <coughs> driving thing and all that stuff in Glasgow, and he was fighting with door doormen to get into the clubs, he's kind of settled again. He's had his blip, and it looks like he's settled back into the team and becoming an actual, as you said, rotation part of the team. The likes of, well, I've seen Edigucci or anyone like that perform. At least he's getting in that way, and he's starting a few games, and he looks like he's showing something different. And then, if we look at Segrist as well, 
I thought he he done quite well. There was a, there was a shot by I think it was Mac their striker just flashed across him. Yeah, and he saved it. It was good in the top bag. Saved a couple low down as well. It's good to see that. And if we ever need to give Joe Hart a rest, I mean, to be fair, Seagrass is probably able to. Like, yeah, like I mean, he was always a decent keeper at Dundee United. I, I was pleased when we got him in. Um, I know there was a lot of clamour. Uh, a lot of debate between all of us and in the comments uh, a month or so back that he should have the number one jersey and mm. obviously a lot of people are liking what they see um, so aye that's, that was one thing I would say about this this trip um, we got to see uh, some of the French players like you say um, and I he's definitely not done any harm his, his chances about trying to break into that first team anyway but yeah, I still think the number one jersey is Joe Hart's but aye Again, just like Burnaby, yeah. I wouldn't have any qualms about him coming in, um, especially in the league. Um, whenever we are rotating, I, I, it's no, I'm no. I think in the past, if somebody was missing a certain first eleven player, first eleven, I should say, mm-hmm. because I think it is a squad game now, especially with the amount of games we've got, and because the World Cup's been fired right in the middle of our season, it's even even more games um, <coughs> clustered together. So. We're going to need all these guys, and like I mean, last month he showed that he must have used, must have used twenty five players in in the month. Oh, he used them all, and, 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 them and all. six games or something. So, yeah, um, I he's another one. Uh, if 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 Hart ever went down with an injury, um, I've, I would be very disappointed. Obviously, I think he's a number one and still a fantastic keeper, but you wouldn't be disappointed with Seagrass coming in. No, I think to be fair, he probably could be number one in the future. All depends, obviously, what, what, what happens to Joe Hart. But let's talk about players who can maybe challenge for the starting 11. So you said squad game, but starting more often than that. Do you think Turnbull's in with a shout again? Because I think he's been looking really good since he's I, got back. I think yeah, he... I like Turnbull. I think he's. I think he's been. He was excellent for us. Um, I think in Lennon's last season, he was only shining light for me. Uh, or, or one of one of a couple. Um, I mean, him and Sorrow came in, kind of came in and got a run in the, in the side, and Turnbull was excellent. And I know there's been a lot of um, amongst the fan base this season about trying to punt him and get decent money for him. Uh, mm. I think, I think, I think when everybody's fit, I don't think, um, I don't think he's getting in that first eleven. Uh, I think O'Reilly, Calmack, and Hatati are. I, I think oh. they're they're immovable. They're I think the other three. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really, really rate Turnbull. Um, hopefully we get to see a lot more of him. I think I said that in the recent podcast when he came back uh, for his injury. I was like, hoping we get to see more of him uh, now and, and after Christmas because, uh, like you said as well earlier about him <coughs> taking, taking a few shots, I, I think Celtic are quite naive that way sometimes and trying to work the ball too much and, and get the ball and like walk the ball in. Whereas I think we should yeah. be taking a pot shot. I quite like that with Ryan Christie in the past as well that he... Obviously, it wasn't not all were on target. Some of them were in the North Sea, but some that are still traveling. <laughs> but uh, I like Turnbull for that, uh, and he's always good for a goal. Uh, yeah, so it's great to see him. What do you think of Turnbull? Do you think he can break in? I I think Turnbull for me, he is a luxury player. I think he yeah. could do a job in the starting eleven. But as you said, once Kalmak comes back, that midfield's nailed for me every every game, and obviously players coming on during that game. I think he's been really good in this kind of Sydney trip because he's come back to full fitness again. He's getting back into the way of the team. And he, I thought he played well in both games, both against Everton and against Sydney. And he was probably one of the bright sparks. And 
it's just quite interesting to see the whole Turnbull debate switching from Aye, I know. he's a he's a he's a squad player to a starting eleven player because sometimes he's absolutely excellent. Other games he's he's dross. If we're honest, he wants. See when you said luxury player because I think that. But I'm not sure it's the that's same interesting. Meaning. That's interesting. Aye, aye, he does aye. But like you said, he's he doesn't work as hard as any of the three. He's he's not got mm. the fitness of the three. Um, he's not got the tenacity of the three. Um, but he's definitely got a go on him. Is that probably a wee bit like? And I'm, like he's not. I don't think a wee bit like Rogic about eight years ago, and not not in the fact that he's not as talented or whatever, and he's mm. he's not got the same qualities. But the fact that maybe he gets sixty minutes out of him, and then he's not as effective. I don't know. What do you think? I to be fair, I still I'm off the opinion. If we get a a bid for him. It's matchable for the board to be away. Like he's not a player I'm afraid to lose. I just respect his ability. I think he's a good player and he does a job for us. But he's not one of the players like you said, Rosic. I mean, different skills there to be fair. Like, but I know I know what you're saying. The whole debate around him and could he last 60, 70 minutes and that, <laughs> that quickly changed. And then Turnbull probably around the same thing now because of his fitness issues. But I wouldn't be too too bothered if he left. But if he stayed, another another decent squad player and Monty comes in. Turnbull brings a composure to him. I, feel, I totally agree with that. I think he's really composed on the ball. I know McGranda, he, he hates him doing that spinny thing. The yeah, you know, spin I was going to say that to you because you're, you're always going on about my slowing down the play. Do you not think Turnbull does that? Jesus. No, no, I like him. But what you're saying is, but you always talk about my slowing down the play. That's, that spinny move that you say your granda hates, he does that all the time. And that you can't tell me that turning back doesn't slow down the play. I think he's well, a great say, player, and I love it. He's always he's always great for a goal. I think he's I think he's a fantastic player. And I would play him, and I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm just asking the question. I mean, to be fair, like Kenny's asking what you're drinking. I'm starting to wonder here. I mean, no, he's because I'm actually drinking the old Rossini Fialdi is fucking brilliant, man. I think as well, <laughs> the Turnbull doing that spinny move. I don't even know what it's called. We call it the three sixty. He's probably a 0.5 second, second quicker than Moy anyway, turning. So he's not slowing the, slowing the game down as much as Moy. And it's just no different. That fucking move, and everybody hated him for it. That we kind of drop of the oh. shoulder and move back the way. Well, thankfully, I'm not going to be talking about him. No chance. But <laughs> David, David Turnbull, like, uh, yeah, I would put him in, in the team well before Moy. And there's no question for me that. And that's another thing the whole Moy debate, it, it needs to be canned. He needs to be gone. And I'll say it again. Just let him go. Let him stay in Australia or something. Give him to Sydney, whatever. Swap a few players around. Do, do he's, a team. He, he's another one for me. He's not. Um, he's never going to be the first eleven player, but I think he's a decent player to come on for half an hour to kind of do the easy stuff and win the ball and play the wee five yard passes. I think that's all he is for me. But, um. Uh, but he's never. I know he's been playing number ten recently, and I've always thought he's a number six. Uh, like I said, coming on for the last half hour of games and just kind of playing the easy pass and doing that—that's all he is for me. He's never going to break into the first eleven. Um, and I don't well, think he was saying. Boy, aye. Yeah, I, I really don't know what the Australian manager spoke on. Like, see, watching them in that game, it was horrendous. He, he got toyed about with against France, and was I know that's, um... What's his face was. Who's the boy that used to commentate in the robot wars and all that that does the commentary? Can't remind his name. Jonathan, Jonathan Ross. Aye. No. Yeah. Jonathan Ross is Jonathan a fucking Something. <laughs> no, the, yeah. Jonathan, it's Jonathan um, Something. He was he was commentating and the whole first half he was absolutely 
waxing lyrical about uh... <laughs> uh, he was actually waxing lyrical about Moy that first half, especially the first 20 minutes. He was like, Oh, he's controlling the game, and I, I, all I could think of was you. I was pissing myself laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was like, What are you laughing at? I was like, Oh, hope Steven's watching this, man. <laughs> People doesn't know Moy does makes me angry. I don't, I don't know why. It's just it's a trigger word for me. I can't, I already can't wait. He leaves, there's no disrespect. That's like, was just one of them signings. It was as you said, filling the gap that Beaton left, probably. And, to be fair, I'd rather take Beaton back than Moy, but again, that's another argument for every day of the week. But we'll move on, Willie. A 2 1 defeat against Sydney. We go into the 3 45 a.m. kickoff, by the way. What a struggle this was. What a struggle. Yeah. I got up for it, man. I got up. Oh, Do you know what, what happened? So I had, I had a tablet. I was sitting, earphones on. She turns around to me, half asleep, going, What are you doing? I'm sitting for quarter to four in the morning watching the Celtic play Everton. Totally. Well, I was out on the Saturday at a smokers, uh, a speaker's dinner with Ross uh, and Tony and a couple of my mates, uh, Tam, Pizzi and uh, Jimmy. That oh, always. Jesus. There's Tom Broncos. So it's. Uh, he's got time on his hands now. Oh. Um, and uh, we were out at like lunchtime, and I was like, yes, that's it, Jonathan Pierce. And I was like, yes. Uh, out with the boys all day, and my, my mate Tam's got a wee like hut in his garden where they'll, uh, I'll be like, Yes, just drink all day, and we'll just go back to yours at like four and watch the game. <laughs> I was in my bed for about half ten, steaming, so I didn't even see it. <laughs> Did you catch anything of it though? I seen, the, I seen some of the highlights, I, I seen the sitters anyway. I will, to be fair, in relation to that, probably the most notable thing Jada hitting the bar with a crack and free kick. A bad on Kyogo doing the usual, missing from six yards out. Um, Damari Gray absolutely roasting our defence every opportunity he got. He could have scored about five by himself. Um, He's yeah, a player, by the way. He is. I remember saying to you, we should sign him because he was available for two million quid when he joined Everton. And I was like, he we need to get on him. He is a cracking player. Cracking player. Oh, and, uh, I mean, you... you there's a bit of a shit. I mean, only won the penalties, and what we also knew, Dakamagas never, never, ever, ever, ever taken a penalty kick ever again in his life. I don't know. Have you seen it? <laughs> no. Oh, they missed miss one in the show. Mate, he missed it, and it, then does miss it. He skied it. He so, so he's he's taken three penalties for us since he's joined and missed every one of them. Missed every one of them. Yeah. That's yeah, mental. I Either John or Well, fuck. Not your Elevis, maybe no more of it. We'll come on to that. But this is, I know you didn't catch much of the game, so there's no point really looking over it. The, the, the most noble things were it was a draw. There was 41,000 people in attendance. There was no land about attendance records, like people's <laughs> kind of in, in Qatar, like to add on 10,000 10, people to capacity, strangely. But yeah, good turnout, good crowd, good bit of, good bit of atmosphere. Whoever the commentator was when I was watching, kept going to the sideline to a fellow called Tiernan like no way you go to the, the sideline commentator and he was proper Irish mate like Dublin accent <laughs> he was he, he, he was going off his head like he was watching something he was like this is unbelievable something <laughs> in Australia though it was cracking well, that, I but mean yeah, that's I, what it was all about wasn't it the trip it was just for the guys over yeah. there that that all the Glaswegians and all everybody that have all emigrated over there and, and they never got a chance to see their team Um that's what it was all about. But I, I, I seen the highlights. For what I did see, it just looked like a standard Champions League game. 
plenty of chances. Yeah. Couldn't have put any away, and then we end up coming away with nothing. Why is it though? It's starting to annoy me. Why is Kyogo about to missing these chances? It, it has to stop. <sighs> it has know. to stop. I've always said to you, I don't think I, I like. I love Kyogo. I, I, I fucking I think he's an absolute top, top, top player. But I don't think he's a great finisher. Uh, I know he scored a lot of goals yeah. last year, but it does take him two, three, four chances um, before he's scoring. Uh, he obviously like you can't wax lyrical enough about him. That the cup final when he beat yeah. himself and he was only half fit and all this. And I'm not getting on at him. He's a top, top player, and I'm fucking more than happy to see him playing up front uh, for us. But I, it seems the last three, four months, he's it's just it's just not been happening. Whether it's a bit of luck he needs or um, I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know, but uh, it's no, it's not nice to see. <laughs> no, I maybe it's not even. That's a good shout, by he, the way. Maybe I was trying too hard. I think he will miss one against Sydney as well. From what I can remember, kind of one on one with the keeper. Aye, <coughs> get their keeper as well. I, I, for, I can't keep continuing because we don't want the same story next year when we're playing in the top level competition again. Well, you know what I mean? It's I a trend that's happening all the time now. And it seems to be any any clubs outside the SPFL they're missing the chances against it. And I've seen funny comments like if the goal, if the goalkeeper had a Motherwell jersey on, they would have scored it. And that's probably true. It seems to be a mental block. I don't know why it's happening. About it, I mean, can finish it with six yards out. Kyogo was six yards out, and all you need is to make proper contact. Like, and it's a friendly, so the pressure should be off. Like, Aye. how do you sort how do you sort that out? I've no idea, mate. I'm still trying to get my head around the whole Champions League campaign. I, I mean, that was your worst points total ever, I think, in our history in the Champions League. I, that, I, yeah. that was that was. Uh... Oh, you think so? I disagree with that. What was that? Sorry. How about Kyogo not going? I watched him, and I it was a brilliant mm. result Japan got right. But I watched the first hour. They were getting overrun in the midfield. Um, Atate. You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me that. And nobody on God's green earth can tell me he wouldn't make a difference in that midfield after what it's one game I've seen right but he, he's been I would argue he's been our best player this year and there's no way he yeah. I, I honestly don't know how he's not getting in that team secondly Maeda started up top <coughs> I think he showed in that game I'm I'm, I'm bashing t- players that's not like me anyway. but um, for me Maeda's not a striker and I think it showed in that game that he, the goal he scored that was offside, he should never be offside there. He's looking down no. the line. He he's, can see the defender's number in front of him, um, and he's he's quick, so he doesn't need to get he doesn't need to get there um, beforehand. Um, and he should be seeing when that ball's coming in. There's no way I, like a Sunday league striker shouldn't be offside there. Never mind Maeda. That showed to me he's not a striker. He's a winger all day. So that, I was surprised that when I was watching that that Kyogo. Wasn't he in the squad because I think he would make a difference. Um, and it's a shame because I was watching Japan the other day, and like you say, you've got a bit of an interest, but it's, it's kind of only yeah. Maeda there. And if Atati and Kyogo were there, I'd uh, bought a shirt, got the name in the back, watched every game, <laughs> bought a flag, everything. But, I think, uh, see, to be fair to that, me, one, if you if you switch that round to if he was coming, the players are left with us, right? So effectively, Japan run the counter in that situation. Their player had on the right hand side. If he was coming from the left and doing his diagonal run as he usually does, he probably would have been on side. He aye. just he just had too much time to think about what position to be in. I think and a bit of rush to the blood, rush of blood to the head. He's went for it and then he, he knows fine well he's totally messed it up. Once so the ball quick, hits the back, so quick he doesn't yeah. need to go that early though. 
That's incredible. Aye, aye. That's why I was surprised think, Kyle wasn't on the team. Yeah, I think Atate stubs his horse. He would have given them directness. They need 100%. I thought they were crying out for that in the first half, especially, like you said. Uh, well, like, they were getting bossed in the midfield and somebody yeah. like him just to get a foot in and his tenacity, like I said earlier, and um, just get his foot on the ball and, and spray these passes that he's been... Because they've got really good wide men as well. Just get, yeah. get him to get, win the ball and get the ball to the wide men. I think he would offer them a lot. But like I say, it's only one game I've seen for them. And they got they, they beat Germany, so what the fuck do I know? <laughs> <laughs> and we couldn't be Shakhtar uh, well. but uh, right this is what I wanted to ask you about this Everton thing the game again was a glorified friendly right fair enough beating penalty kicks the homecoming bit shit let's be honest but to this point the, the, the fact that Celtic need to explore different opportunities out with the SPFL because you look at right you look at Qatar life money's the money 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 get the World Cup over to their country otherwise we'd be nowhere near it you look at the whole whispers around the Champions League obviously being different again in two years' time. The format's going to be changed in the league. Then you, you look at um, the World Cup again, which is changing to expand more teams in it, which is obviously good for other nations. But <clears throat> I think there's going to come to a point, and Grand, if you're still in the comments, I'd like to hear your opinion on this and everyone get involved in it too. He's a big advocate of it. I watched this against Everton and was thinking, Matt already said before, this is the opposition that we want to play. Every every week, week in, week out, the, the kind of top level, kind of higher end players and, and, and so forth. If we are going to compete in future years to come, if, if we're going to attract players, if we're going to keep players that we always want to do, there has to be a way in 20, 30 years that we explore a different opportunity. Uh, I mean, this, this has been rambling on for 20, 30 years previous as well. We've always, it's always been talked to say, European leagues and us moving to England and all the rest of it. Um, personally, I'm not a fan. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, you know me, I'm a patriotic man. Uh, mm-hmm. We're Scottish and I think we should be in the Scottish League. Um, I mean, it's not so much us. It's the, I mean, you talked about it yourself, it's the opposition. Yeah. I think maybe the other teams in the Scottish League, I know there's not much money, but... Um, these guys need to step up their game if that's the case. I don't think it's ever going to happen, uh, us moving away to any other leagues. And I, to be honest, yeah, I'm not a fan yet. Um, I think in my time on earth, I've seen some fabulous, fabulous players at Celtic. And I think oh, yeah. we'll see I think we'll see plenty more fabulous players. Um, so I'm not too disappointed on that front. <coughs> um but it's all. I, I don't. I don't see that changing, and definitely not in my lifetime. Anyway, I don't see anything like that changing. Uh, is it something you would be? Well, I mean, to be fair, like uh, as you said, right? You look at the Scottish League, and I think Aberdeen they spent one point two million pounds. Dundee, Dundee United nine hundred thousand. Except Murn by three hundred, four hundred thousand. So the, the disparity of money there's having to see yep. in, in different transfer windows, and the best case scenario for me. Would be if if eventually some guy or a consortium coming in and literally ban the whole league. If firstly, what happened the Premier League getting Aye. all these TV deeds and stuff like it. So that's the only way infrastructure is going to improve. Stadiums, grass pitches, no plastic pitches, all that type of stuff. Because whether you like it or not, and I've stuck up for the SPL more times than that. Let's be fair in this podcast all the time. I always stick up for them. But you you go to the likes of a Hamilton Nackies and you can see Sainsbury's in the background. 
Do you know what I mean? You, you go to Camarig, you're playing on the glorified free free G pits that youngsters play on week in week out. And I know it's great for community, but for the professional game, it's it's really not. You, you go to the likes of St Johnson, who can't even fill the stand. You go to Livingston without the without the the, the top two teams in it. It looks empty most times they're playing when when it's on TV because they only they only really fill the, the main stand behind where Martindale um, stands from the dugout. So <clears throat> when you look at it from that point of view. There's no scope for me for improvement, and you look at the you look at the teams. You look at Motherwell getting beat by Slagle Rovers and Barson. Hearts to be fair got the only wins from a Scottish club in Europe this season. So, I mean that's that really paints it all for me. But this is it. Just really annoys me that they're and and I know like Dave Cormick and I know Oregon and Dundee United. They're trying to put money in, but they they want to really be there to make money. You're not going to make money off these clubs. You're going to have to pump money in. Bring good, better players in, recoup transfer fees, improve stadiums, improve infrastructure. Aberdeen's kind of done that with Cormac Training Park and stuff like that. But you need to repeat that and recycle that for the whole for the whole league. And Aye. it's it's just not happening. And and, and sorry, but and, I know sorry. you look at Everton, right? We were playing Everton there, and I was watching the players. And although to be fair, there's a bit of a damp damp squid in terms of result, but there was a bit of verve. There was a bit of imagination. There was free kicks. Jada hitting the post. They seemed to have a wee bit of spring in their step. End the end, as I said, to Murray Gray, <coughs> have the few chances for them. But I just think for ambition needs to be grew within that league, and it's it's just for me not happening. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought you were talking about the 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 sort of players we're bringing in and stuff like that, and I was going to say, it's, I mean, it's the same in every league. Uh, there's a jump yeah. between the like Man City and all that. They're spending hundreds of millions on players and. The teams in the lower end of the league, like they're obviously spending far more than what we we would spend, but the the gap between the two teams is still massive. But I know what you mean about. I mean, there's plowing money into the, into the league, right? The whole, the whole fan situation, right? I like see if I supported St Johnston, and I mm-hmm. had the time. It didn't matter if we were getting relegated every other year. Me as a fan, and if I could afford it, and um, like. <laughs> Work, work meant I could I could go to every game. I would be at every game every single yeah. week. Doesn't matter how bad the team is. So when you're talking about plowing money into this, that, and the next thing, um, it shouldn't take that for your fans to come to your game. Yeah. In my opinion, like, like they should be filling the, st- the, the the stadium anyway. Everton mm-hmm. aren't doing very well in the league. This is a, this team we're talking about. They're. I always hear players in the Premier League saying it's one of the most daunting places to go because <coughs> their, fan, their fan base is excellent. So I, I'm not so sure plow, even ploughing money into the league would would sort that out. Would, it, would that mean Livingston would sell out their stadium? I'm not so sure. Livingston are doing fairly well, well this year. St Johnston won two trophies a couple of years ago and still couldn't fill their stadium. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not so much about... I don't know how you would sort that though. I've no idea how you. But I, that. I look at it right. I look at it probably from a cynical point of view. I I would be like if I was a chairman of one of them clubs, I've, I'd be like we've got a eighteen thousand seater stadium here. We can't fill it. What's the solution to that? Right. So you, you get your you get your allocation season tickets. Come up the league games. You come up with initiations. Will they five pound a ticket? Get in, fill the stadium. Money for the club. If that fails. Then you look at the season ticket, and then they're not getting their money's worth because you're firing it out for five pounds now. Yeah, it's it's again, it's a catch, it's a situation 
where you're either up or you're down and you're in the middle. You can't really win with it because you're going to have to give you're going to have to give give way somewhere in that argument. Or, or you look at it as well as as it deconstructing the stadiums, as it bringing some of it down and and rebuilding. Like Lucas and Murren, they they move from obviously Paisley to their new stadium and it looks quite well on the TV. That we eight thousand seater stadium, they filled out probably majority of the weeks and looks quite decent, decent sized pitch. I mean, could other teams not follow suit in that aspect and, and kind of de-size? And that's not really a bad thing, but I'm, I'm sure the, the issues with kind of keeping that up and running, maintaining it, cleaning it, getting it passed by different security checks, the SFA, there has to be a compromise somewhere. And as, as Merle Watt said there, it's not a good advertisement for us, and we're always wanting the best for our league, the best for our club, and, and Matt O'Reilly said that in a friendly, will he? These are the teams we want to be playing against. That's a bad indictment for me to, 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 the, to the stand that we're playing. Like, I know, I know, mate. But I mean, like I said, maybe it's just football. Maybe it's just modern mm. football. I mean, it's not like it was when I was younger. Like, I think when I was younger, the stadiums were being um, set out because it was proper football. And now it's the modern day. These guys are getting paid fucking hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands and diving and fucking VR and all that and it's maybe maybe just people just on the internet anymore. Uh, but like I said That's a great shout. Aye, that's a great shout, aye. hundred percent. Um but like I said, I fucking I couldn't care less how bad a state my club was in. Like for me anyway, my football club um it was my first love. It'll always be my first love. It's still my probably my biggest main love. My <coughs> wedding vows my wedding vows was you'll always come second to Celtic and all the rest of it. <laughs> so, so it doesn't matter. Like I just I'm just an absolute avid nut, and I would just I would didn't matter when, where, if it was possible, um, I'd be there. And it just yeah. seems to be not the case. I mean, there's only so much you can do, and it needs to be, it needs to come for your fans. Yeah, hundred percent. That kind of drives the team, doesn't it? I mean, how dis- disheartening would it be if you you're in McDermott Park in your home side? It, it must be. It must be. Imagine coming in a fucking t- Tuesday night, it's freezing cold, and there's fucking twenty people watching. Oh, Jesus! This. You'd be you'd be like, I'm away, mate. See you later. <laughs> Sub me off. But I, I do get what you're saying. The fans drive it, and sometimes, I mean, what what comes into my mind was the famous uh, Steve Clark uh, speech at Rugby Park, saying bye bye Celtic and all that to the stands and it's back to the way it was because that didn't stay for long. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you have to maintain a, cons- a consistency level here and there's different ways to improve the league. We're just giving our opinions on it. But That's what annoys me, though. You support your team at your best, you, you, you need to fucking support them at their worst. Yeah. Can't you just go when they're successful? As yeah. Stubbsy Horse, I did. I swear to God, I did. Celtic my first well, love. he loves it. Celtic my first love. We had to write a fucking poem. And uh, what was that? I said something about I love you almost as much as the day when in Cham scored at Lazio away. Saw <laughs> in the wedding speech and all that. I swear to God, she knows it. And then comes back into Celtic. <laughs> what a way. What a way. That's, that's actually class. What was it? I love you as much as the day when in Cham scored at Lazio away. away. Almost as much. Uh, Not quite as much. Moment. That's the way it should be, buddy. Always. Sadly, <laughs> number one. Number one. But look, we'll, we'll move on. Obviously, the squad now is in a break. But again, as we know, Pasta Coglu, 
never stops. Literally, that man eats, sleeps, and breathes football. Yeah. <laughs> and what we know, we've brought Yuki Kobayashi in as a centre back yep. on a five year deal as a free agent from Fasil Kobe. By the looks of it, left side of centre back can play the ball out, left, obviously, left footed, diagonals, he looks great at it. Recovery pace, I think he's in the top three for. Ariel Jules won in the J League and also tackles one on the ground, which is quite impressive. But looking at that, <coughs> Willie, before we move on to the other transfer speculation, Welsh and Jens. I've seen a lot of people, we'll start with Jens here, saying that maybe spells the end for Jens on a permanent deal. Really? Now, I don't know where I yeah, I don't know where that's coming from because I still think Jens and Carter Vickers are decent together. I really do yeah, think I mean, that I'm a I'm a personally probably starting at the minute. Starfield's still coming back from injury and that, but the ends of quarterfakers for me would be first choice at, at the moment. And I've seen a few people saying maybe this and saying no to the ends and I just don't see it. What do you think about that? Um, I wouldn't get rid of the ends. I think he's been a fantastic um, acquisition for us. And he's still a young, he's still young as well. He's still early 20s, isn't he? 24, 25 years. Yeah. Um, and again, he's another one that's um, it's, it's progression and he's, he's only going to get better. Uh, I, I like Starfelt. I was one of his biggest critics his first couple of months uh, in the door. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think Jens is going to. I think he's a he's a he's going to be a player. I, I really I've, I've really liked what I've seen from this year. Has he made mistakes? I of course he has. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he, I mean that position you're going to be your mistakes are going to get called out more than most. But I, I think he's been excellent this year, and I think he's exactly again we talk about we always talk about Andrew Style. As a centre half, I think he's 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 very well suited to that. He's he's great with the yeah. ball at his feet, very technical, drives I, I think he actually drives out of defence better than T C V with the ball at his feet. Yeah, so do I. Um I, yeah. I, I would I, I I would do everything we could to to get him to stay, to be honest with you. But I mean the new boy's coming in, he's another one, another young boy. <coughs> um, I mean the team across the city haven't even got a manager at the moment and we're signing players outside the window ready to start in the first. Because uh, I'm right in saying he's he's joining up with the squad shortly and he'll yeah. be ready to go on the first. So he's he's going to be here. So it's going to be like a wee bit of a pre-season training for him a few weeks with the boys. Um, brilliant! What like us as us, us as fans at Celtic as well. The whole I think the whole biscuit tin mentality thing has got to be kind of thrown at the window here because it did seem, especially January January window, we used to be uh, like wait to the wait till the deadline day. And see what we can get. See who's who, see who's on offer, and just kind of pick off the bones. And it's more often than not, it's not worked out. Um, not with Ange. Totally Ange is proactive, not reactive, and it's yeah unbelievable to see. I think as well, you have to kind of give credit to Nicholson and Mark Lowell who are doing Aye. obviously the transfer negotiations behind the scenes because the Ange Postecoglou have that leverage over them. That that's fantastic. He wants the business on early. And if I think they kind of lapsed in that, on that, he would go through them for a shortcut. So the fact we got Kobayashi in as a, as a confirmed signing, and by the way, have you seen his Twitter post saying the welcome to Celtics and insane? He keeps getting welcome, welcome, welcome. It's, it's <laughs> incredible. He already knows he's in for a big time now, coming from Fasel Kobe. But <coughs> you look at that. Brilliant, man. Sorry, my cough is coming into me here. I know, you like my ganch. Oh, the Alan's cough, the Stevie cough tonight. Well, I you no, look, see what you said there, mate. See you for it before you go on, because I'll forget. Uh, you're bang on. We've always said that. Listen, when the shit hits the fan, everybody's always mm-hmm. having a go at the board. You've got to praise them when um, oh, yeah. they're they're backing the gaffer. It's obviously 
everything the gaffer wants. That um, um, they're, they're seeing his needs. So uh, you've got to praise them for that. I hundred percent agree with you, mate. Yeah, I think as well. You said they don't have a manager across the side. They're, they're trying to find Ian Bain. I, know. I don't know where they're going to find him. Like that's a bit crazy. I think he's tied up with some carnival act he's doing or something. But it's really interesting to see what happens over there in the next couple of weeks. But you you look at Welsh as well. So effectively, if we're keeping the ends, then that really does spell the end for Welsh. You you look at Kobiasi, Yen, Starfelt, and Vickers. That's a solid team as your centre backs. That's that's that strength and depth, international quality. Kobiasi looking obviously. Progress through the ranks in Japan and stuff, still being young. So, I mean, Welsh kind of petered out for him. Let's, let's yeah. be honest. And in the Sydney game, he didn't look great, but he got called out a few games, uh, a few times over there. And then, if this is the way it's going to end, I hope it doesn't kind of end formally where it's like he peters off the face of the earth and never hear of him again. I hope he still yeah. goes on and has a, a good career for himself, whether it's in Scotland or. Do do what a, a Jack Henry done in Belgium and kind of reju- rejuvenate himself. And you look at Mikey Johnson, by the way, in Portugal, who's scoring goals for nice, the club he's at at the moment. So there is there is plenty of opportunity for him to, to go and make a career for himself. But it does look like it's bye bye Welsh, doesn't it? I think so, mate. I like Welsh. I, I don't think he's ever done much wrong when he's when he has come in. But um, I was going about it. I'm going to go on about it again. The Lennon's last season, I always talked about Sir Alex Ferguson was the best at it, spotting when a player was done. Um, we need to have people competing, and at that season, we didn't. We knew Edward was going to start. We knew Christie mm-hmm. was going to start. Nobody was taking a position. Whereas I talk about now, we've got two or three in each position where they're all um, vying for it. If Kyle goes, like Kyogo and Jackamakis, like they're fighting for that position. Uh, Abadas, Jotas, everybody. There's there's two or three in each position where if one comes out and another one comes in, you're not seeing too much of a drop-off. Um, Welsh isn't that player. He's a backup no. player. Um, yeah. We've talked about the three. So CCV, CCV's obviously your starter. Uh, and Jens and, and Starfield, are, they're fighting out for that but other position. <coughs> um, aye, no, that's true, mate. Aye, that's 100% true. But... Uh, I mean, we're not going to fork out nine, ten million for a player nowadays. And I don't think Ange would do that anyway. I think he knows what he wants. And uh, but I think it's fair, it's fair to say, it's fair to say too what Frank said there. That like Costa Coglu for me, I mean over Lenny, it might be a bit disrespectful, but in my opinion over Lenny and stuff, he he probably has a better eye for a player of that type of price range. Right. He knows the J League. He knows the Iranian League. He we we know effectively our whole scouting operation is over there at the moment, looking at different players and. He's going to get the final word, and I trust him signing the, a 900k right. pair to turn right. him into a 10 minute pair. And uh, like, I mean, the last few years, the board have spent money. We've spent we spent five million on a Yeti, five million on Barkas, uh, seven million yeah. on Julian. How did they turn out? Um, you know what I mean. So it's not necessarily spending big money gets you top players. I mean, we got what was it? I seen, I seen, a, I seen it. I think it was on Twitter, and they're talking about that Yelma is it. That Rangers have signed the left back. He's only played about four yeah. games. I think they sent, signed him for about four and a half million. Yeah, we got we got like Hatati, <coughs> Kyogo, and O'Reilly for that. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking mental. Yeah, and the uh, fees they'll bring back in. Aye, aye, um, aye. So to go back, aye, it looks like the end for Welsh. Um, sadly for him, um, like I say, uh, uh, is he going to 
was he a world beater and, and should be in the first 11 for me? No. Did he do much wrong whenever he came in and played for us? No, I don't think he did. Um, and I do, if he does go, I, I, I wish him all the best, but I, I can't see him um, getting in the team now. Mm. I mean, to be fair, like, it's, it, it's a, if you're having four centre-backs like that, you're a fifth choice. If it was me personally, I'd want the way to play professional yeah. football and make the most of my football yeah. career. But you know what, he is, like, he's a Celtic boy, obviously. Well, of course he is. Of course. He's, he's, he's lived his dream. He's, he's played a big part for us in, in the last few years. He's won titles. Um, if I, I, I'm with you, mate. I've I've lived my dream and all the rest of it. If it was me now, I would I'd be looking to move on and, and actually trying to play some football. Hundred mm. percent. And the other one is a Canadian international right back, Alistair Johnson. Looked quite decent. We would have seen of him. Obviously, the clips you, you do a bit of research into him. Plays for Montreal over in the MLS, I believe. He's made over seventy-seven appearances, mostly at, which is quite interesting. And in a wing back. Or right centre back, never really as a an out right really? back. From what I can tell, this season I think he's has four assists and one goal, I believe, from the right back position. Um, the game he played for Canada the other evening, he looked decent. He looked the flat. Yeah. He looked quick. He looked like he, he could take a tackle. One thing he did say, and he said today, by the way, he knows of somebody's interest and he's uh, really humbled that they're interested in him, which basically means that the, the transfer's almost complete. And we're just waiting on the the. The, the, the whole well, big, process and this. Big Romano's tweeted it, so it's going to fucking. Big Romano, it. it's 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 there, it's Bible. <laughs> but um, you you look at it, the profile of him first, obviously before we move on to the the irrelevant situation, he looks like he's coming in for first team football, will he? Like he's going to be, he's not going to be an understudy. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, he, he looks quite good, doesn't he? From what I can tell. Yeah, like again, pretty much like that Japan game. I've almost really seen what that, that game and at the at that point. I don't think. I don't think it was all over social media that we were interested in him, so I, I, did, I wasn't like looking out for it. But I do remember him having a decent game, but I, I remember him having a decent game actually coming back the way. I thought he was quite hardy mm-hmm. in the challenge and, and like you said, looked quite athletic. Um, so, yeah, and I, like, like you've just been saying and what the guys are all saying in the, in the comments, if Ange fancies him, then I'm all for it because he's not been wrong yet. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one. I mean... The Alistair Johnson one came from left field. You're looking at different right-back options to come in for Granovich, but again, that points to the whole continental scouting department of Postacoglu who's managed to put together in such a, a short period of time at Celtic. And you look at the guy who's probably going to fall by the wayside now, it looks like Granovich to me is probably on the first plane out in January when we get a bid for him. And I think anything above 13, will probably 13 million, I may add, will probably be the, the sign to say a bid's been accepted. And it's a strange one. I don't know what it is. Well, he, he's not performed up to the expectations this season. Let's be honest. He's looked in certain games that his head is elsewhere. He came out in an interview recently and said against certain SPFL teams, he can relax on the ball. And again, I thought that was a bit disrespectful, kind of saying that against opposition teams, regardless of what they can offer you in, in, in a team sense. You don't say that sort of thing because that can come back to bite you in the arse. And then the Alistair Johnson kind of Lincoln Romano tweeting it coming from Canadian press and that looks nailed on. Looks like you're as away, doesn't it, Willie? Um, aye, it does. <laughs> I'm no, you know me, I'm no one for speculation. I hate it all. And, and mm. I can't remember who it was that first put in the group chat that he's the rumours were he's rejecting a new deal and all the rest. Of it. And I was like, until I see Ange on the telly telling me he's away, I'm not believing he's away. But uh, you can't 
deny with all the speculation that's going on the now that it looks like that might be the case. Um, but I mean, he's signed a five-year deal, so if he has a way, we're, we're going to get some decent money for him. Mm-hmm. He's playing in the World Cup. I would, I, I would be sad to see him go. I think yeah. he is a, I think he's a good, I think he's a good talent. I'm not saying he's a world beater. Um, I never have. I think he's, I think he's a good player. I think he's really good technically. Uh, I think he can. I, I, like I, I've always said, I think he could play pretty much anywhere in the park. I think he could play midfield and all the rest of it because he's so he's really really good technically. I think yeah. he's great for he's great for that inverted wing back role that Ange wants. So I would be very sad to see him go. I would, but in saying that, I said this to you last night. Um, out of all our assets, all our players that have kind of been brought in and and like the sell on value and all of them. Uh, if if I had to let one of them go, it would be him over. Hatates yeah. and GGs and Kyogos and all the rest of them. He would be the one that if I had to, I think we actually had this conversation. Remember you said, yeah, I we said had it, a yeah. bit of debate and you were like, uh, we can sell these guys on for X amount of money. And you were like, who would you let go? I think I actually said that night. If I had to let anybody go, it would probably be Iranovic. So, uh, yeah, I, I would be very sad to see him go. But if we get an able replacement, and I has mate, I he's dropped uh, recently. Um, but he, but he's not a bad player. Uh, so aye, I'd be sad to see him go, but if we're going to let him go, it's going to be for decent money because, like I said, he's still on a five-year deal. Uh, so if we got decent money from him and we had an able replacement, then I mean, I'm not going to cry about it. Yeah, I mean, the whole fireball he ran has been kind of the flames have been put out now, haven't they? This looks like ever since the summer, it's never left him. The whole speculation, <coughs> obviously, obviously, back then. Was it Fabrizio tweeted that he was nearly leaving his there? So Aye. there was concrete information coming to him that there was bids and stuff, and possibly just at that time they were rejected. I think the first sign of a, a money money coming to us, he'll be gone. Obviously, in, in terms of a fee above a certain amount, like thirteen million, yeah, it'll be sad. I think he's really good. I think he's technically gifted. I think, as you said, well, he could pay he could play centre midfield, no problem for me. Aye, I think so. And the way he comes in and links to play and. Yeah, he just hasn't been himself this season. Maybe his head is elsewhere. I mean, what a what a turnaround for him, by the way. From Lego Warsaw, he stayed for them with a, for a year. Stayed for us with a year and a half, basically. And it looks like he's uh, moving all the pastures new. It's, it's quite oh, incredible. Yeah. Like It's the modern-day football, isn't it? Aye. Aye. And it's a shame because, if it is true, um, I, I, I really thought that he bought into the whole the Celtic family, I really thought that really? when you watch the social media, look at the social medias, they're always together and he's he was always he was always one that posted all the time with the Shamrocks and talking about Celtic after every game with pictures and all the rest of it. But um I has been off it this season and it makes sense to be fair if if <laughs> if he's uh maybe there was maybe there was that speculation Chelsea were in for him. Maybe they were in for him and we we rejected it and he's just not been happy since. Yeah. We'll, not, we'll probably never know. Um, well, no, but again, but I, won't thing, believe it. Well, I won't believe it until Ange tells me. But one thing we do know, Willie, if Pasta Cogley has a hint that you'd want to be there, yep. he'll make sure you're away. And, and it, he it doesn't that, matter. He's, yeah. he's, he's had, he had an interview a few weeks ago and he said, listen, we're going to lose players and it's down to us to have a plan ahead so that if we do lose somebody, we're going to have an able replacement coming in for him. So uh, when I heard that interview and he said that, I think it was a month or two ago, Um and he's kind of talking about the model, and that's how they've got. That's how he's always thinking two or three windows ahead, not just. Mm-hmm. Not thinking about January. He's thinking about 
the summer, next January, and then the next summer again because he needs plans in place if these guys go. So he obviously knows he's no stupid. And I and I think, like I said earlier, I'm all I'm all for the whole Sir Alex Ferguson. If you if any player thinks he's too big for the club or thinks he's outgrown it in any way or he's not performing, then see you later, mate. Because you're not any mm-hmm. bigger in the club, you're not any bigger than that shirt, and you're not any bigger than that crest that's on the shirt. So if you don't fancy it, then so yeah, like it's it's the same with Big Edward and all the rest. That he 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 was he was gone. He mm. gave us some great years. Wonderful player, great talent. Um, gave me some of some of my favourite memories uh, as a Celtic fan. But that last season, he was fucking. He wasn't interested. So mm. away you go. Hang on, no I don't know the Lennon anyway. Remember Lennon called everybody out in the after the Champions League game. That ruined the season. I don't know that. If he, if he sees anybody's not interested, they will be gone. Yeah. I mean, see, to be fair as well, you, you look at the whole Edwards situation, he, he wanted to move for the money, and he, he's benchwarming that Crystal Palace. That's what money gets you in the Premier League. If you're not the quality they're looking for, they're not afraid to, to put you in the bench, and you're you're not going to be bigger than the well, money I, down there. Well, maybe he's not as good as the old thought he was. Yeah. Because he's not... I mean, he's not... I don't think he's doing. I don't think he's doing horrendously well, but he's no setting the world alight, is he? I mean, when he was at us, no. he was. I think he's a top goal scorer for France under twenty ones. Looked like, yeah, the next big, next big thing coming through France. He's not getting a sniff at that squad, um, <laughs> and he's not going to. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to get go any higher or any better than Park Crystal Palace. No one, no for what I've seen uh, since he's moved down there anyway. So, you know what? It's just like, it's just interesting, isn't it? I see that. And you know what? See if he did stay and put his whole heart into everything and stayed here for fucking 10, 15 years. I think he would have got more. You get more out of that than you would going down and playing, oh, of course. fucking fighting relegation or getting mid table every year. Of course, we made. But again, the grass is always greener, isn't it? When you when you hear the money signs, you're you're trying to run after. The one thing I'm excited excited for is this whole aggressive approach that Pastor Cody was talking about in these windows. He's ready for replacements. He's ready if yep. the if the first team players want to leave and. He has people who, who who he believes will come in and make the same impact, and it's something I'm excited for. But in terms of that, Willie, our normal podcast, we were we were back there talking about the Celtic. It felt Let good. Let me ask you it? one more question. Let me Go ask ahead. you one more. Go ahead. With the windows coming up, where do you think we need to strengthen? Uh, well, uh, I know you want a right, striker, eh? A right winger and a striker, and possibly if you get rid of a Moy or a McCarthy, another oh, centre midfield. Fair play. Yeah. What about you? I I think we look good and all the. I I think we do need. A, I I would like a third striker, but I mean this third striker is going to play third fiddle because it's difficult between the two we've got now. Excuse me. Um, but I think in all the attacking areas and midfield, we I think we're looking. We're looking pretty well, tasty. I mean, I, did you see the I, did you see the speculation about that Egyptian Azif centre attacking midfielder? There's rumours about him coming in on loan in January, <coughs> so that could be an option. I think we've got an absolute abundance of options with the, like in the wings: mm. Haksabanovic, Maeda, Abada, Jota, Forrest. Like they're all involved in. Like I, I keep calling it the rotation. They're all involved in the rotation, and um, they're all getting game time. Uh, we're scoring goals for fun. Uh, aye but I mean this window's about building for starting next year as well and hopefully Champions League so maybe another striker is what he's wanting um, 
I I don't know. I think I I think we can improve at the back. Well, um, I mean, we're bringing a right back and centre back. Hi. So I but um. Well, the right back's going to obviously going to slot in, but this the centre back's not going to be. He's not going to be. Well, I don't think he'll be the one that's jumping right into the first eleven, is he? No, he's no. another one that's kind of. Um, if we were going to splash cash, I would I would splash cash in a in a proper centre half. I think. So you would go for a fifth centre half. Aye. Oof, that's interesting. <clears throat> so effectively, you you splash the cast for another first choice to go beside Carter Vickers and then have the have the rest underneath. Aye. I think we can do better. I like Jens and I like Starfelt. I really do. Um, and I love CCB, but I actually think we could probably do better than CCB at centre half. I, I think we could get. I think that's the one position for me. I think everywhere else were. I think midfield were strong. I don't think I, like if we sign somebody and they were going to take. <laughs> if we sign somebody and they were going to take, Cal Mac O'Reilly or. Hatati's position, I wouldn't be happy because I, I, that mm. midfield three for me is uh, just magic. I think I don't think yeah. you're going to do much improving there. I think we're scoring goals for fun, absolutely fucking running riot. Um, I know Champions League we needed to be more clinical, so I. But I just think the one position for me in the whole park, I think we could really, really, really improve on. And if you want to take the next, I think it could be. I think it could be a centre half for me. So I would have to push back. And if you're wanting to take it to the next level, it has to be the striker because we were failing to score goals in European football. So effectively, the count of the whole defensive side of things, you're going to need a striker who actually pushed a ball in the back of the net from six yards. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's incredible. I, I mean, I, it's a fair point. I mean, they're both of them have been clinical domestically. I just think you need a bit of luck. I just... I just mm. I, yeah. It's interesting. And, I mean, and, and to be fair to Big G, Giacomacus, he didn't get much of a chance in the Champions League this year. He was getting the I mean, last 10, 15 I, minutes, 20 minutes yeah. of the game. And then when he did get his start, he did get a goal. So um, I think we might have been different if he did start. I think he is a proper clinical finisher. So, but I don't know. I mean, with the whole Kobayashi thing, like he's coming in to be part of the team. He's not going to be I, I, in, no, in, no, in I, the reserves because Foster Coley already said he's experienced and he's had four uh, senior seasons with Fiesel Kobe and he's coming in to challenge. Like, so he's not going to be sitting around scratching his arse. He'll be in that team. And if he's good enough, he'll play. I just think it's quite interesting. You, you overpack that area with um, <laughs> we don't need a striker. We need a better strike. I think I it's interesting. It's not so much that I I know we're packed there, but I just think they're all pretty average. Whereas I think like mm. I, I think like Hatati and Kalmak and all that they're like elite. Well, they're definitely elite for our league. But I think like Hatati and Ali can could go on and be at like. Proper elite teams, Hatati especially. I think going forward, Jota, like say Jota, Abada, I think they could go on to be at one of the Europe's yeah. elite elite teams. I just don't think we've got. Do any, you, do I, don't, I don't think we've got any centre half. I don't see CCV getting to a proper proper elite elite side. No I just way. think it's the one position on the park where we've not got somebody that's like that you can see going on to be top 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 player. Yeah. I mean, to me, Carter Vickers could have another level in him. Maybe not the top right. level, but maybe a mid-table. The Liga, Bundesliga, Premier League, probably quite easily for him. I know he did really well for Bournemouth. He was their player of the season when they got promoted and then he came to us and stuff like that. And he, he's progressed even further. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a top-quality centre-half, I'm trying to think. 
Ryan Porteous. No, we joking. But um, is it? <coughs> it's interesting, really. To be fair, I never actually thought about that. I really didn't. It's interesting. Who would you go for? Have you anyone in mind? No, I'm not. I've no idea. But I just think I. I tell you one thing: if you look at Senegal and you look at Ghana and you look at uh, even Canada, they're 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 big centre back. Who was it? Oh, I'm, I can have him in the mind. He was just tall. He, he was built. He was strong. He was quick. He was athletic, and he covered the ground really well. He was centre half, and he looked uh, quite good. And then, I mean, there's a couple of nations you could probably get a couple of players. Like I'm sure Postecoglou's looking. I well, I, I definitely have. It's been a bit of a scouting mission. Every game, every game I'm watching, I'm looking out for guys and thinking, "Oh, could he do a job?" So I, um, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he, uh, if the, any of the scouts weren't watching anyway, because there's definitely World Cups are where these talents are, um, yeah, kind of unknowns, um, are, are on the world stage for you to see. So I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. But I mean, I, I just think, especially I in that position, I don't think we've had a proper. Top top centre half in a long long time. Van Dyke obviously, but other than that, I, I can't. Even... Nah, nah, no, nah. He was good. I heard beside thought... Carter Vickers. Yeah. Uh... Nah. Come on, Willie. Come Take on. Van Dyke back. Anyone with me, hundred percent. Like it looks like he's Aye, well, they, 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 they played a higher line than us. Yeah. They were really high, weren't they? They're playing a halfway line, man. <laughs> did you see the manager? Did you see their manager's half-time team talk to them? No. So they released it, obviously, and it was mental, by the way. He was like, he, he was he was shouting at them, right? He was like, when you see Messi, you're dropping off 10 yards, get stuck in and all this here. Go at them and all. And they, went, they went out and won the game 2-1. Mental. I know. What a result, by the way. That's they were thirty-three to one just to win the game. I've never seen odds like that on a team just to win a game. And they didn't just win it; they won it quite comfortably. Yeah, I know you're fucking the twelve-fold accumulators and can't even get a thirty-three to one. It's one team to <laughs> win. Nuts. It's it's mental, like to be fair. And again, Mark Newton, one hundred percent self-belief. That's all about what Hans talks about. Believe in what we do. We I think we can get results like that. And Saudi Arabia are the shining lights and. Iran, they beat Wales 2-0 today. Everyone was expecting Wales to, to pump them, which I thought was a bit disrespectful. Gareth Bale just to put on the armband and turn up and sit in the box for 90 minutes. doesn't work like that, son. Do you know what I mean? That's why I, it's, that's why is... I, love, that's why I love football, mate. That's what it's exactly, man. But have you enjoyed this one, buddy? As always, mate. It's great. I've had a fucking long-ass week. Busy, yeah. busy, busy the day and rushing around to come in and get sorted. But aye, a couple of beers and talk about Celtics, always, always uh, the best medicine. 100%. And as you said at the start, there will be another spin-off show on Monday about the World Cup, Pacific Memories, all that type of stuff. Quite fun. Anthony will be hosting that. And then, Willie, you're doing the Ants v. Brendan next um, Friday, aye. aren't you? Aye, it's quite, uh, similar to the, the Nopes 11, the, the, the worst team. We'll kind of look at uh, Roger's team and Angie's team. A wee bit of a, a debate about... Uh, how they would fare if they played each other, and and a bit of a, a bit of talk about Ange and Rogers and their time, and then I think we'll come, we'll try and come to a combined eleven between the two <laughs> sides and and see what we can do and see if we can spark that Twitter for another uh, fortnight <laughs> debate, oh, fortnight's worth terrible. of debates again. Should be fun. Incredible. It's good as much as it's shit. No having the Celtic, it's been good to have a wee a wee yeah. bit of fun with all these spin-offs and that. So I'm looking forward to it, mate. 
Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good crack. And as always, Beer 52 at the top here. Get involved. Beer 52 forward slash sales. Get your free case of beer. Cover the post these subscription based after. You can cancel at any any time. I'm sure if you see me on Friday, I was pumping them down like water. Like it was, it was powerful. <laughs> so it was sort of whenever I got the box. Super six in because Franny's still talking. Yes. Man. Everyone, super six. Get on to it. Get on to it. You know what I mean? There's that Emerald Abroad there, Ethan from Central Argentina. Wow. Great to have you with us today, okay. buddy. But yeah, I mean, to be fair, as you said, yeah, it's, it's crap not having any recent games to cover, any kind of recent news. I know we're talking about transfers and that, but this gives us a chance to get a wee bit creative, get different things out, get people involved with our debates. And as you said, Twitter was mental. It still yeah. is mental, that whole nopes and Adam. Loads more coming up between now and the new year as well. And we've, we've got the juices flowing and few ideas uh, floating about for aye, more spin-offs and quizzes and whatnot. So um, I'm, I'm really, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. The juices are flowing now, so aye, a bit of fun yep. with the boys. A few beers as usual. Buzzing. It's, fair, it's fair, to, fair to say, Willie, December looks like an exciting month at it end does, of Sales Headquarters. So, but until Monday, when we recap the World Cup and what's going on, favourite memories and stuff like that, stay well and keep safe. Heel, heel. <laughs>